Welcome back to the next step in learning the foundations of buying a home the right way, covering each phase you need to know and learning how to identify the factors that are going to be unique to your personal home buying process. Time to get into the details on your first step. You ready for step one? Let's do this. No time to waste, gang. Today is step one. And for those of you tensing up out there because you really need all 10 steps, well, hello, my little completist neurotics. How you doing? What's up? You're welcome here. All good. Turns out that you and I, well, I think we've got something in common. So relax, gang. Breathe. Calm yourself. Go zen. Take a look at that back catalog of episodes. Four years of data, baby. It's all good. I got you. And you know, I am definitely not mad at you for wanting to cut through all the BS. I started this because I empathize with you. You've been handed mostly a steaming pile of confusing or unhelpful garbage. So I would love for you to actually digest all the information from step one first. But I'm sure that some of you out there, I can hear you. Dude, I gotta have the whole list. So fine, I'll give them all to you. Steps one to 10 for all you vigilant completionists. But I need you to understand why steps two through 10 don't mean a damn thing unless you completely understand step one. Here's the 10. Step one, decide. Step two, get your guides. Step three, credit score. Step four, debt. Step five, savings. Step six, your goals. Step seven, learn terms and definitions. Step eight, online research. Step nine, practice adulting with that new payment. And step 10 is to know the current market and the current correct way to offer on a home, negotiate on the home, and buy that home. This is a process. So for example, take a look at step 10, negotiating the offer on the home you want to buy. Well, you can't get there without the strong foundation that you're going to learn from all the other steps. Told you before, take a look at the back catalog. 200 episodes filled with everything you need to know. All the facts and data that you could ever want to consume. But let's remember the biggest lesson from the last episode. I don't want you over-researching to stall your progress for a year or two. Being informed, yes, it is absolutely critical. But you don't have to do this on your own. And you don't have to know every single thing about the home buying process before you ever start. For example, there are people who thought about buying a home post-pandemic in 2020, but they lost themselves in internet research. They never got a professional guide to get the real info, and they ended up missing 25% appreciation. That's huge. And that was just by the end of 2022 just a couple years. And most of the research that they found online when they were waiting, well, it was paid for and created by Big Mortgage. Trust me, those dudes are not looking out for your best interests. So yes, you can and you will suffer from analysis paralysis when buying your first home if you attempt to do all this research all on your own. Now, I understand completely this has worked for you in the past. I get it, you research data freaks. Go for it. But in this case, Even though I work just like you do, all that information is there for you in my market updates and my data episodes. I nerd out in those 
so hard, even my engineer friends tell me, bro, relax a little bit. But when you're buying a home, it's wise to humble yourself and realize that it is a complex and most importantly, wildly individual process. And they haven't made enough pages on the internet for everyone's individual best buying techniques. This takes expertise beyond your world-renowned researching skills. Overanalyzing is not a badge of honor in this journey. And in fact, it can actually be a costly mistake. Now, I've done several interviews with some really sharp buyers, and some of them are going to feel just like you. And if you listen to those interviews, you'll find out they listened to the podcast and suddenly they got the specific information that they needed. And then they realized they'd been researching for way too long. They were researching to decide if it's the right thing to do, all the while never actually making a decision one way or the other. So let's go there right now. We'll get you over the hump and defeat analysis paralysis by deciding you are ready to buy the right way, whether that's in two weeks, two months, or two years. A clear decision is always the best starting point. So today we're going to explain how researching the right way and for the right amount of time can greatly improve your home buying process, and most importantly, of course, the end result. By the way, if you think you found me too late and you're ready to just get a team right now and go out and buy a home next weekend, you can go to howtobuyahome.com. All you have to do is ask, then you get free advice or a free recommendation to someone in your area who can give you even more detailed advice. Take it or leave it. I just want you to see that there's a better way to do this better for you. Now, for some of you, if you're a homie, you're going to recognize this top 10 list. This 10 must-do list came from episode 164, recorded March 6th, 2023, exactly four years and five days from the recording of the very first episode. So yes, this is not something that I stole. It's not something that I copy and pasted from some real estate marketing material. This is a curated, honed list created by real first-time homebuyers and their real questions, real comments, and personal stories combined with my almost couple decades of experience. This is community-created, and it's the ultimate how-to list. And it only took me four years to build it. Excellent. So for all you research completionists out there, you can go check out 164 right now, and then you can come back here, and I'm sure you'll be all excited that you got a chance to find out some information and then go down the rabbit hole of comprehension. David, stop with the shameless plug. Fine, JT. Okay, with the preamble complete, I have to warn you. Step one might shock you, but remember, I don't have a seminar or a workbook that I'm selling. This isn't presented in some super sexy, clickbait, BS way, telling you things like, you can buy a home today, just sign here. Or take this priceless workshop to pay $1.99 and you'll learn everything you need to know. Or pay right now and join this community and then you'll get everything you need to know to buy your first home. No, that's not what I'm doing. This is free, simple, step-by-step. -step. It's about you and your journey and your strategic plan. Buying a home, hey, you know what? It might not be right for everybody out there. All good. I ain't selling that. For some of you, Buying a home in a year or maybe even two years might not be right for you. But for most people, I'm pretty damn sure that renting their entire life is not a sound financial decision. So I'm going to start today with the most important factor in buying a home, deciding that this is the right move for you. There, JT, you're happy. That's step one, deciding. And when you do that, you can confidently know that it's time to start planning, no matter how far out you are from getting the keys. Once again, step one, decide. There's a lot behind this decision of step one. <laughs> decision of step one, get it? It's deciding. Anyway, say this with me now. 
Buying a home is not taking on a crazy new expense. Buying a home is a rent replacement strategy. If you're thinking about doing this in a year or two, understanding that buying a home is a rent replacement strategy, that is the key to your confidence in the process. I cannot tell you how pissed off I am at the misinformation and wildly incorrect myths that many renters cling on to because that's what they're given. And no, I do not have a, why do we say that for pissed off? It's just kind of a disgusting thing to say. It's definitely disgusting, actually. And uh, it's not at all what I think of when I'm thinking about the emotion of anger. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's your PSA for the day. Don't pee angry. So for most of you out there, your rent is high and it's still going up. Every year, you're going to pay tens of thousands of dollars to someone else that you could be paying to yourself. I just went over some of the misleading myths in episode 199. There I discuss with some people who thought that owning a home with a fixed monthly payment, well, they heard a bad myth that that was going to be more expensive than continual rising rents because they heard that home ownership means home maintenance. Now, if you think that's something that you believe in, listen to 199. It busts that myth right open. Or don't. Up to you. But if you really believe that, then you're going to have a tough time with step one. Step one is to decide. You must decide that when you're buying a home, you're not adding some crazy new expense. Your mortgage payment is a, say with me now, rent replacement strategy. And that payment for your home is a forced savings account to secure your future. A home is a fixed payment. It doesn't go up at the crazy proportions as rent does. And your payment goes into an appreciating asset for your family. It's a forced monthly savings account using the biggest expense that you already pay every month as a renter. So step one, decide. This is where we get into your mindset and your confidence about the decision. I know that some of you maybe have asked someone else for help, or maybe you went to another website, or maybe you talked to another real estate or lending professional. And I'm pretty damn sure I know what many of you were told or likely not told when you didn't get the whole story. See, the way it works is most of the industry is designed to take your order and then sell you a home. Rad, you thought. But dude, how do I buy a home? How do I get ready to buy a home? And how do I know when I'm ready? Well, planning, turns out, is a giant black hole in real estate because people who help you, they don't get paid until you close on the home. So it turns out they made a system that requires you to figure this all out on your own. Really? What the hell happened to customer service? So thus, the old man and his microphone was born. Drink. Good realtors and good lenders, what I call the unicorns out there, they help with the planning. If you need organization, they use their expertise to guide you. They nurture the process with you. This means they work with you for as long as it takes for free while they help you create a personalized strategic plan that is best suited for you. We'll get deeper into that on step two. So step one today might be a new concept for many of you. Even if you're two to three years from buying, you can start today with the right guidance. To me, the craziest excuse that I hear for people not deciding to plan is, no way, dude, I'm waiting for a crash so I can afford. Okay, rad. Whether we agree or disagree on that, I have a question. Why aren't you stockpiling money right now if you think a crash is coming? I mean, doesn't that mean that you'd be able to get the best deal? Like, 
seriously, if you had your eye on one of those crazy new expensive VR headsets and when it came out, it was 3,500 bucks and you were like, no way, too expensive. Then what are you going to do? Just like not save any money and just wait till it comes to 2000 and put it on a credit card. Why wouldn't you start a savings account right now so that you could buy it immediately for cash when the price drops? And actually, now that I said it out loud, that's a terrible example because you can actually affect and change so much more than you saving cash to prepare yourself when you're trying to figure out what the best home buying options are for you. Seriously, that's like step A, one AAA, the earliest, most simple thing that you can do. So even if you're just doing that simple, simple, simple thing, why wouldn't you be saving? I mean, seriously, most people that say they're going to wait, they use that myth about a coming crash as a pure excuse to then do nothing. No saving, no planning, no researching, just waiting. Now, I'm originally recording this 10-part series here in the summer of 2023. So if you are one of those people out there waiting for a crash, go back and listen to episode 200 from season one and hear what all the smart financial economists, people way smarter than me, hear what they think about a crash or no crash. You'll find out that they don't think a crash is coming. In fact, they expect that 2024 and 2025, we're going to have an increase in home prices. So once again, I have to say, don't believe the negative press. Since 2019, I've been saying one thing and one thing only is affecting where housing market pricing is going. Inventory! Yes, JT, thank you very much. It's an extreme lack of inventory. And that comes from the dork who's been sitting behind the camera. As I've said it, oh, I don't know what's been like 8,000 times I've said that. Since 2019, low inventory, low inventory, low inventory. The point is, believe me, my track record of forecasting, whether you want to believe in that or not, it doesn't matter what you think. Planning is your best move. Pro or con, waiting for a crash or waiting to take advantage of where you think the market's going to go. Either way, starting a plan yesterday is the best way for you to have the best options for tomorrow or in 500 tomorrows. Because you have to have a plan. You can adjust things for weeks and for months to set yourself up for the best possible scenario instead of doing nothing and then just having to react if and when the market shifts and suddenly you're sitting there with no planning in place. So if you need to be nurtured, we got you and no one's going to pressure you. I recommend that you start your plan and you may be pleasantly surprised and closer than you think. And if you are a ways out and you need time, we nurture you along the planned path. And if you're ready to go right now, hey, we got you too. And you have to believe that the best time for you to buy a home was yesterday. You're not gonna feel pressured. You're just gonna get the information and the data you need and help you stop listening to the negative noise. So let's get to the meat of step one. Step one is for all you action people out there ready to start making moves. I assume you're a person of action because you have me in your ear holes right now as you do the dishes or do the laundry or work out or you commute to work. And ironically, your first step is between those ear holes in your head. Let's get into it. The first step deciding is about your confidence in the process. Have you ever met someone with a clear, strong goal? I mean, Olympic level, like unshakable determination because they know exactly what they want to do. That mindset they have, it breeds their success. 
We all have our ups and downs. Mental health awareness is finally getting some better understanding, and that's for good reason. Know thyself. Then you can have a goal, but have rest periods while you're going to that goal so that you can have the mental recharge that you need. But first, you have to be fully committed to the belief that what you are attempting to achieve is in your best interest. I do not want anyone out there to buy a home because they think that's what I'm supposed to do. I do not like that statement. Now, at the same time, I don't any want any of you out there to not buy a home just because you think I'm standing up, I'm going against what people tell me. If you're fighting family pressure or social pressure, not looking into buying a home, rock on. You do you, baby. As long as you know why you're doing it and you're not making the decision just on spiting someone or on counterculture because you feel beaten down by the system. So don't do it because you're supposed to and don't not do it because I don't want to do what they say I'm supposed to do. My life, my rules. Whatever your choice, do it or don't do it, but only because you have all the facts. Then you can decide. I've been doing this for four years, so whenever you decide, I'm still going to be here. But first, decide you're going to do it, and then go after it with white-hot intensity and get it done. So start with your decision. Your first step is not gathering information. It's actually more of a mindset change to help you make the right decision for you. If you haven't decided first, then when you dip your toe in the water, you're probably going to run away because you don't get answers you like. I get that. I've been doing this in 2006, and I can tell when it's going to work for people and when they really are just not getting the education they need to be confident in their decisions. Thus, they haven't decided this is what they want to do. Now, for those of you out there who looked at other places online trying to figure out what to do for your first step, you're going to notice that your first step here today does not include getting pre-approved for a loan, nor choosing a realtor or a lender. That's because step two of this process covers both of those. This is a big, fatty insider tip. Step one is research why you should or shouldn't start to plan to buy a home. Spoiler alert, for most of you, you should. And then step two is get your team way earlier than you think you should. Way earlier than people, in air quotes, tell you to do. And way earlier than our lovely friend Google tells you to do. That is your best step to beating a rig system. Education first on why, and then a support team to help you with the how, and they will guide you for free so much earlier in the process than you think they would. That is what the best of the best of the best will do for you. So step one in your supported journey is decide. That's the why. And hey, that's all there is for you to do. Just decide. And the key there is if you don't think that now is a good time for you to buy, but you still want to buy someday, cool. <laughs> then why not start a plan today? I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? What? You could have an organized budget. You could have control over your debt and your credit score. <laughs> or oh, God forbid, you could even have a savings account. Why not start the plan right now? Remember, the biggest mistake I've seen in two decades of helping first-time homebuyers is not starting the research early enough when they could have done what they eventually want to do anyway much, much sooner. 
if you eventually want to do this, and I assume you do, because why on earth would you be subjecting yourself to me in your ear holes right now? I mean, me, a middle-aged real estate nerd with absolutely no true crime cool podcast stories. That's uh, unless, of course, you count uh, Law & Order or Sweeney Todd, uh, which actually is a recent version of Sweeney Todd with Josh Groban and that uh, kid from Stranger Things. And surprisingly, it has great modern choreography. You should really check it out. Anyway, uh, timeless score, by the way, Sweeney Todd with modern choreography. Really cool. So get educated and then you decide how much effort you want to put into it. Decide and then follow the steps. Why wait? There's only upside towards starting a plan today and stacking your chips. But waiting? Well, there's plenty of downside to that. We're talking tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars lost. If you don't find out where you are on the board, now that's from episode 164, the shoots and ladder board, and try to figure out what you can do wherever you are on the board. Start your process now, regardless, so you can be in a better position to buy what you want later on down the line. The longer that you wait, the less options that you will have and the worse deal that you're going to get into. So decide. That's all. Decide you want to start. Not to buy a home this weekend or next month. Just decide to start planning to buy someday, whenever it's right for you. If you have no clue where to start, well, you are exactly why I started this podcast. After talking to a whole bunch of you guys in focus groups, now this was four years into the podcast, I talked to a bunch of millennials in my area and I learned a lot from them. I learned I was wrong. I learned the giant thing I can do to help you is a solid long-term plan. Now, I call this plan the last lease ever. And I'm going to go into details with you at the end of this 10-part series. But if you want to start today, here's some basics for you. Find out the average price of a home in the area that you live. Later on, after step two, you can do that with a unicorn realtor. But for now, you can do that on your own by just looking at recently sold home prices. Do not look at list prices. List prices are garbage. If you want more information about that, episode 176 from season one. Now, once you have some data on those sold prices, then you figure out what 8% of that price is. Work to save 8% of those sold prices. Now, does everybody need that exact amount? Not at all, but it's a good place for you to start and you can make a budget and a spreadsheet for yourself. I'm not going to go to detail about the 8%. It's 5%, but it's about 3% for closing costs. And we'll get into all the different options you can have later on. But I'm telling you right now, if you just want baby steps, pick a price, look to save 8% of that price and start working on your budget today. Once you get through the 10 steps, then we can continue on your last lease ever program. First, you have to decide that this makes sense for you. And that comes with a bonus step in step one. We'll call it step 1A. Step 1A, believe. Now, if you're watching this on video, you might see Believe around the somewhere in the studio a few places. Yeah, this is my mantra. You have to believe in this to get rid of all the bad myths in your head. There's too much crap out there, and it's hard unless you have somebody else telling you, no, 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 this is the way to do it. And here's hundreds of other people that have done it that way. Believe in the numbers, the math, and then you can decide. Ted Lasso this baby and believe the myths are wrong. You don't need 20% down payment. You don't need to make six figures to buy a house. Student loans, nah, they don't always hold you back. In fact, sometimes they rarely hold you back. PMI is not the devil. 
I've got math to show you. Waiting to buy a home in the current market here in the 2020s, it's not smart. And it is indeed, in fact, could be your biggest mistake. And on and on and on. Just start a plan. Plans can't hurt you. And no, you don't need an 800 credit score. You don't even need a 700. Hell, you don't even need a 600 credit score. 580 can qualify to buy a home. But just because you have a 580 credit score and maybe you can buy a home, it doesn't mean that buying a home with 580 is your best play. If you have time and great professional guidance, sometimes, in fact, most of the time, it's better for you to just work to improve that score instead of buying with that score, get a better interest rate, get a better loan program, get a better deal with a higher score instead of just jumping in because someone sold you on a dream. That is believing in the numbers. That's understanding the numbers, believing in them and being able to make a decision. The myths make for bad decisions or even worse, indecision based on fear. Knowledge reduces fear and education grows your confidence in your decisions. What do they always say? Knowledge is power. And on the opposite side of things, these scary myths that you're hanging on to for dear life, they're going to hold you back and they're going to reduce your options. They're going to cost you money and they are definitely going to delay your process to own a home and to stop renting. For many of you folks out there, it's not as difficult as you might think. So learn the real process and the real math. Then you can believe and then you can decide. doesn't matter if you rent right now for $750 a month and only have $1,000 in your savings account. Or if you rent for $3,800 a month and you have $125,000 saved. The myths for each of you and everybody in between, they're giving you bad info. They're preying on your emotions. And what I love about math is it's not emotional. Myths and fear definitely are. Back to the shoots and ladders board from episode 164. If you don't decide you want to go up on the board and you sit there and you don't believe in the numbers, you're losing money every single day that you don't figure out what square that you're on and how to move forward. There's more math in my personal sad story. Yes, sad. And in fact, it comes from the 1990s. Ooh, even sadder. That means I am old. And that means you should drink. And for those of you hardcore homies who have listened to every episode, you know you can substitute that drink with a jello shot. Episode 98 is my story, and it's a little sad. It's filled with all the mistakes that I made. And of course, I tell you that because I want you to learn from the mistakes so you can believe that you're doing the right thing for yourself. Don't be a dummy like I was in my 20s. You believe, and then you can decide. Or you can go way back to episode 48 from August of 2021 when I discussed that back then there was no bubble. And that's also where I gave the introduction of my first time I talked about the Ted Lasso Believe program. It's all about the numbers, baby. Those who listened to that and believed back then and bought a home, <laughs> they are sitting on a huge pile of equity. Those of you who don't know what equity is, that's profit in your home. For instance, there's my girl Madison killer episode, episode 53, bought a home for $425,000 and love Madison, but she fought me. She fought me tooth and nail because she's really smart and she knows what she's doing. And then eventually when I got her the numbers and I helped her understand and believe, we ended up buying a condo way earlier than she thought she actually would for $425,000. And it's now got, it's got to be worth $600,000 right now. Just a couple years, $175,000 profit just for paying her mortgage like she was paying her rent. But those 
quick, get rich, quick stories are not what I'm selling. This is your place to get free education to help you understand the math of waiting versus buying. That believe episode math, that was all there for you in episode 48. And there's lots more to help you believe. If you want to go back and listen to some stuff because you really got to understand all that, there's episode 40, 51, 57, 72, and then 151 and 158. Those are good ones too. And then, of course, there's all the new current market update episodes that I drop a few times a year. That's if you want to go and check on me and my track record. And once you believe in this real estate nerd here, well, then you go to episode 200 for the forecast of the rest of 2023 and into 24 and 25. So you can and you should take a little time. Listen to those other episodes. Think of it as some homework for yourself. Understand the history of the market and understand the math of renting versus buying. I just had a discussion on TikTok today with someone who was arguing with me because I said a mortgage is a better deal since the monthly payment is fixed and rents have been going up hundreds and hundreds of dollars each year for the past five, six, what, 10 years. Uh, and of course they said back to me, a mortgage isn't fixed every year. Taxes and insurance go up. Okay. I have no idea if that's how she talks in real life, but that's what I decided. Not because I don't like her, but because it's just fun for me to talk like that on a podcast. Well, I went back and I decided to do the math. Yes, she's right. On average, for an average home, you know, you are going to go up in your taxes and insurance every year. I did the data. It's about 12 bucks a month. If in one year you found out, oh no, it's not fixed. My mortgage for a house that I live in and that is going to become the inheritance of my family for the rest of my life it's not fixed. It's going up. How does that compare to my rent? 12 bucks versus what? 50, 100, 200, 1,000 bucks more for rent? <laughs> yes, I know it's not exactly fixed, but I'll take 12 bucks a month over whatever the rent increases have been over the last little while. If you have fears that are holding you back, uh, like I said, 200 episodes on every topic you can think of. 50 interviews in seasons one and two in the podcast on how real people like you overcame their fears. Now, it's up to you how you want to proceed. If this is enough information for you to decide, awesome. If you need more information, I just gave you a whole bunch of episodes to go back and listen to where no one's selling anything. We're just telling you how the process works. And if you have an immediate question and you're like, dude, I think I'm closer than I thought. Go to howtobuyahome.com and click ask a question, ask David, fire away. You just get the free information back. Step two coming up next, that's on how to pick the right team for you, your realtor and your lender. Buying a home for most of you, it's not a question of if you can do this or how do you do this. The bigger question is when should you do this? With the right education and information, for many of you, it's likely much sooner than you think. You can do this.